0: well i am so happy that you are here on the show i can't believe it like you're actually on the show
1: (laughs) (laughs) thank you for having me my goodness
0: and i've been a huge fan of your work so this is like a big thing for me so i like whoa i'm really thankful (laughs) i'm here right now
1: (laughs) wow my goodness i'm honored really i'm really i really love what you're doing with with your podcast um just spotlighting and shining a light on the creatives and the influential people in our community. That's awesome. So thank you.
0: Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to another edition of Gata Nation Studios. I am here with Melody. How are you doing, Melody?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you.
0: Of course. You are a local artist here in San Diego, correct? Yes, I am. Yeah. And just share with us a little (laughs) bit about your passion and how did your story of becoming an artist begin?
1: Ooh, okay. (laughs) I'm a mixed media artist in San Diego. Um, I started showing my work about, I want to say like 10 years ago. Um, I started showing my work in Barrio Logan. But um, before that, I have always loved art and arts and crafts. And as a child, um, I was always doing something artsy. There was this film when I was uh, maybe like eight or ten or something like that on the Disney Channel. It's called Vincent and Me. It's a Canadian film. I don't know if anybody out there knows about this film, but It's um, like a 13-year-old girl that goes on an adventure um, to uh, Amsterdam, and she has this obsession and this passion for um, Vincent van Gogh. I learned about Vincent van Gogh through that film. After seeing that film, it really just changed my life. I then started to buy those craft paints and construction paper, and I would tape construction paper to the wall, and I would like try and paint like Vincent Van (laughs) Gogh. So that's kind of how it started with the painting. I, again, I've loved um, arts and crafts all my life. And in my work, I put a lot of the techniques that I have learned over the years, um, self-taught techniques with arts and crafts and, you know, manipulating materials and put it into my artwork. I like using Unconventional materials like um, dried corn husk, uh, eggshells. I love using uh, unconventional materials like dried corn husk, uh, eggshells, book pages, sand. I mean, I love it all. I love materials where they're free. (laughs) I love free materials. I like making things out of other things. I think it's, um, I love seeing artists create beautiful pieces out of just trash. It's um, one of my favorite things to see in any art piece. Um, And I love, love, love seeing it in museums because I don't think there's enough of that. Um, Well, I mean, over the years, it has grown to be a, a popular thing to create you know out of recycled materials but seeing that really really makes me happy
0: so not only do you do art so you also do little crafts and sculptures am I correct
1: yes um mostly well I started doing those when um you know I kind of need little pieces to sell because you know being an artist isn't that easy um and financially it's not you know the greatest thing to go into so I would make little things like little, uh, peg dolls. And, um, I'm actually working on right now, some smaller pieces, um, little sculptures that I made with molds. Um, these are, uh, made with, um, hot glue gun or well the hot glue. And so again, like I, I could easily do that with plaster, but since I don't have plaster on hand, um, I have lots of glue and glue gun sticks and stuff. So um, I use a lot of things that I have on hand and that I don't have to go out and buy. But of course, you always have to buy, you know, materials here and there. But one of my passions is using what you have. That is a challenge sometimes, but it's, it's good. <laughs> I create um, smaller pieces just for, you know, so they're a, a little more affordable and for people to actually have something of mine out there in the world
0: well, I like i want to go back to a comment that you said that like you know kind of working with what you got because i actually work yeah. with kids and a lot of them are super artistic and maybe we don't oh. have a good budget for those materials so seeing yes. what it can do with even four colors is like beautiful for me
1: i love that i have done workshops with um elementary school elementary school and uh, middle schoolers uh using the corn husk or using really anything that they have in the classroom. Um, even like the trash, like the wrappers of candy wrappers or whatever, just to see what they can do with unconventional materials. It's a great way to get these kids to open up their minds and use their, your, their imagination and work with materials with their hands. Because a lot of times now, you know, it's a digital age. Everybody's on their phone. Everybody's on their iPads. So having workshops like that, uh, it, exposing children to materials just weird materials oh i love seeing what they can do with that
0: and i want to learn about some of your favorite pieces that you have done um over the past uh, couple years to so share with us some that stand out to you
1: my very first piece um i showed at border x it was a virgen de guadalupe show And I created this, like, I had never in my life been in a show. I had never even been to a show at all. So I did not know what to expect. I didn't know that most pieces are on the wall. And in my head, it was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do a sculpture. (laughs) So I ended up doing a sculpture with um, the base being a palm tree, not the leaf, but like the stem of the leaf. And then um, I painted a uh, Virgen de Guadalupe on there. And then um, that was the birth of the corn husk flowers that I'm kind of known for. And I think that was what really launched everything for me as uh, as an artist. It made me feel like I was an artist in that moment. Very impactful in my life. The rest really is history for me. <laughs>
0: It seems to me that you really catch on with like a lot of the Latino culture from the Virgen de Guadalupe. I've seen a couple of your work um, with Frida. I just want to learn a little bit about your background and, you know, sharing about, you know, the inspirations to some of this kind of art.
1: Sure. Um, I am first generation born here in the United States. So both my parents are from Mexico City or the surrounding areas. It's hard as a first generation here in, in the United States. We have a lot of um, cycles to break and new things to learn that, you know, uh, Mexicans don't usually need to deal with or have experiences with in Mexico. My sister and I were bused from City Heights to the Miramar Scripps Ranch area for um, for our schooling. So from elementary school all through the middle of high school. So I was not really exposed in my environment to many Mexican cultural things like at school. Um, I did have uh, more of a diverse friend group um, like at home, but um, it was a lot of white people. (laughs) I'm not looking down on that at all because that really helped to form who I am today. But um, when I hit community college is when I opened my eyes to Chicano studies and I was obsessed. I was like, wow, I can take classes about my background, about my culture. Um, and I took as many classes as I possibly could about Chicano studies. And I, I actually have a bachelor's in Chicano studies. Uh, I do consider myself a Chicana artist, but um, it's not so in your face. Um, I don't really have too many images of, you know, um, a lot of images that you see with Chicano art, like Aztec um, images or um, <clears throat> things like that. It's more of the materials that I use. I love again using the the dried corn husk. That to me screams like Latino to me <laughs> screams me- Mexican. Um, I love using like chiles, like dried chiles and and the little seeds and things like that. So uh, I do like um, incorporating my culture very much in my art.
0: That's really beautiful. I've seen you with like other people that I'm like connected with. You know, if you don't want to get personal, I totally get. But if you I'm good, yes about you know, maybe some of the changes that has gone that I, it kind of felt like you wanted <clears throat> to know a little bit, but. You're oh, motivated. I can.
1: Yeah. Well, 10 months ago, I was working on a mural at um, the Teralta Park uh, neighborhood. I'm sorry, Teralta neighborhood park mural. I was painting with Jamonic. The sun got in my eyes and long story short, I had a, it turns out I had a stroke. Um, and In Trying to figure out why I had this stroke, the doctors found a hole in my heart. Many, many people are born with the hole in their heart, um, but it usually closes as a ch- as a child. Mine didn't close, and with the severe stress that I was going through during that time, it clashed with the hole in my heart, and um, it created this trigger of uh, a stroke on the left side of my head, left back side of my head. It could have been completely worse. I could just easily have died really, but I didn't. I'm here, I'm alive. There was a lot that I had to deal with, with the stresses and the, um, I I, I essentially was picked up and taken here to to Temecula. I live in Temecula right now with my mom. I lost my um, art studio. I lost where I was living. Um, I really lost myself when I had the stroke. Um, It was difficult and challenging to go from being surrounded with a lot of people around me all the time to being very secluded in my mother's house. I do have family here. I have my mom, my sister, and my nephews, my three nephews. But I don't have anybody that... I didn't have anybody that knew me as an artist knew me as an organizer or a leader in the community healing from everything that happened was very difficult (laughs) mentally and emotionally was draining um but i am where i am now very happy very proud of my healing uh it could have been much worse i have all my uh, the function of all my limbs I can walk and talk and you know work uh well so I'm very 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 fortunate and very grateful that it wasn't worse but um it has been and still continues to be a challenge to work in San Diego but work remotely in Temecula It it is a challenge and um I'm working really really hard right now one of my main goals is to get back to San Diego it's um great a great opportunity to experience different things that I never thought that I would experience. And, um, I'm
0: really grateful for that. And that is, um, I'm very thankful that you shared. Um, um, I just want to ask you something that you brought up about creating a mural in, uh, Taralto park. So funny story in (laughs) 2021, I'm part of an organization called city Heights road and what and we heard about this mural that was supposed to come years ago and it took a while and we've been in volunteering for the past two years to clean up the park to make sure that this goes to par so it's kind of a small world of like wow, like we could come ago.
1: That's crazy. Yes. Um I came onto the project in August of last year, 2022. Um it was what, six years in the making, I think. So many things, so many obstacles for that mural to come come about. Um, the One of the last things was the uh, main artist got sick and he wasn't able to finish the, the, the mural. And so they hired me and uh, Jamonic to finish it. Uh, it's a 270-foot mural, very, very long, a lot, a lot of work. When I had my stroke, uh, it was October 3rd. So between the end of August to October 3rd, there wasn't, uh, I mean, we, we worked on it a lot, but it wasn't, uh, where we wanted it to be. But when I had my stroke, I had to stop. I had to stop for a month. Um, and I, I worked really, really, really hard within myself to get back to the mural because I was not going to just leave it at all. I refused to leave it because not only was this mural just having one thing after another, after another to not get finished. But for me, it was very, very important because we had a contract and because um, well, it's for my community, my community of City Heights. Um, And that's funny that we kind of both worked on it. (laughs) That's awesome.
0: (laughs) And uh, you also did uh, some art pieces for City Heights CBC in uh, Tierra, uh, Tierra Central, right? We
1: worked uh, with love city heights we worked um with that area um i did help um with one of the the sculptures at the sculpture garden when we had the when they had the sculpture garden there um but i think that was when in like beginning of 2020 and I had the intention of creating one myself. For whatever reason, it just didn't. It didn't come. It didn't come out. I, I had uh, this huge idea uh, to honor Vincent Van Gogh, actually, in the sculpture. And I actually still have a lot of the, the elements and uh, of the sculpture that I had planned here in this house. But um, yeah, I, I, I haven't actually worked directly with the CDC yet. But through, through Love City Heights, we have.
0: This podcast is going to be up um, August 30th. I want to know <laughs> if there's anything that's going to be uh, out on the lookout for September, October. I already confirmed you for November.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. Honestly, after Sunday, which is going to be my uh, partly a solo show, uh, kind of a retrospective um, take on, you know, the last year. Going to have... <clears throat> quite a few pieces that uh, are older from 2019 from 2016 that I have kind of manipulated into 2023 Um, just like I have transformed over those years my these pieces have transformed as well so um, after Sunday I'm kind of open I mean, yes, I have um, the San Diego Latino Film Festival, which I'm a part of, which I have been a part of for like six years, helping to organize the Arte Latino portion of the festival. And, um, but besides that, and a few projects here and there, um, I'm really open. I'm specifically open for any opportunities for my art and For experiences, really, just art related experiences and life experiences. Be on the lookout for new art. Uh, I am focused on sharing more of the process of my art and um, sharing more of my art in general, since I'm really bad at that (laughs) and not so great at social media. But I'm also looking to collaborate with other creatives on different projects and in different areas of creativity of of art in general uh film from film to you know um anything really
0: before we go i want to know if you can give any advice to any artists listening right now um, <clears throat> you want to give out wow
1: uh don't take things so personal i have had very challenging experiences with taking things personal um, over the years with my art But letting things go has helped in the last year so much. That uh, communication is key when you're collaborating with others. Um, And be yourself. Don't be afraid to be yourself. Accepting yourself is the very first thing that you should work to do. Um, I didn't get to work on myself and accept myself until Quite recently, actually, when I started to accept myself, the doors opened tremendously for me in in the art community. So, yeah, be yourself.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, Melody. And that's an advice that I will take for myself because uh, I really do need it. Again, this was a very helpful podcast. Your story really shined and I cannot wait for people to hear it.
1: <laughs> Thank you so, so much. Again, I greatly admire what you're doing with your podcast. And um I'm honored, very, very honored to be on it. Truly. I am very, very blessed. And everything that I have gone through over the years has been really weird and yucky. And a lot of it has been so negative. But right now, having the opportunity to share some of my story makes it all worth it. It's all alert life is all a learning experience. And we have to remember that. And remembering that has really helped me to get over a lot of um trauma a lot of personal uh, issues that I've had and um, we all have you know mental health issues and art is an amazing way to help process reflect learn from and get over these very heavy mental health issues and um, I very much even if you don't think that you're an artist just try something Get a paintbrush, anything, get some clay, do anything and see how you feel. You never know what, what will happen.
0: Thank you so much, Melody. <laughs> Melody de los Cobos, everybody. This was a true blessing in the skies. Um, I think this was one of the more important podcasts in my personal life. 2023 had its ups and downs, and similar to this story, I was very intrigued and I was very honored to have heard it and learned from it. And. Melody, if you're listening, just know that this was a very great podcast and I cannot wait for people to react and share what you do and just continue to grind. And then, you know, I'm going to be one of your number one supporters after all, I am like a massive fan. But really, Melody, it was an honor to have you on the show. And next week we are continuing the road to 100 podcasts. I have not one, but two individuals joining the show one of them will be a returning guest as a co-host Adi Spellman who you actually heard earlier this season is coming back as a co-host and we together will be interviewing wretch threats meet the person behind some embroidery work James so take care everybody we will see you next week and never forget we are Nation. the Nation get- And that was another edition of Gata Nation Studios here on wearegatanation.buzzsprout.com. Make sure to check out other episodes on Spotify and Google Podcasts. And to follow me on Instagram, go to at wearegatanation, Gata Nation Studios. For more.